Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Audio Frontier. It's Wrestling Daft. It is the Marks. Healing from Larbert, weighing in at 185 pounds. I might be a little bit lighter on my feet because I've been doing 5k a day over March for charity. I am John, producer of Wrestling Daft, host of this very show. And with me, a man bigger than Paul Heyman's smirk. It's Big Alex. Now, before I admit I'm very happy to be compared to Paul Heyman, I'm pretty sure you were 185 pounds last week. I probably was. I probably was, but I, you know, I've not, I've not weighed myself this week. But I think I might be lighter. I think I might be lighter. But um, you're feeling lighter. That's enough. I'm feeling lighter. I'm feeling lighter. Uh, and let's welcome a man. Welcome him back to the show. We had to abandon the show halfway through last week because there was a leak in his roof caused by a neighbour. First of all, how's the flat, Gary Cassidy? Uh, wait, no, it's, uh, it's not too bad. A couple of brown patches on the walls, but I mean, most flats in uh, Glasgow are probably like that anyway, so I'm not going to complain too much. Fine. But I know, completely fine. Um, bit of excitement for a day and then, aye, all done. All done. Well, good to have you back, mate. And it's, but it's not as exciting, of course, as, as your Shawn Michaels interview, which you've been plugging furiously um, if you haven't seen uh, this yet, God knows where you've been, because if you're on Gary's Twitter, at Wrestling Gary, you can't miss it. Um, up on the BBC social now, Gary? Aye, um, a good couple of minutes there, but um, it's like a couple of minutes that's been chopped for the full interview, so there's about four minutes there on that, uh, mainly about Scotland and all that kind of thing, which I've now convinced BBC that everything doesn't need to be Scottish, which is good. So maybe we'll have some more exciting stuff in the future. Um, but aye, a wee bit on that. I've been writing it up for Inside the Ropes, wee bits here and there. So managed to milk every single question for uh, an article, which is always what you like when uh, when you interview somebody. They don't just give you shite answers like, uh, no, is a one-word answer that I've had <laughs> recently. Um, but aye, no, good, good fun, obviously. Had to wait ages before I actually posted it, on it as is, you know, BBC restriction. Mm-hmm. But aye, worth it. It was... Good fun, and um, and never going to complain at getting to interview Sean Michaels. So. Absolutely, and you'll be able to hear this full interview with Sean Michaels without the stuff we're not allowed to use the BBC stuff. <laughs> the almost full interview, almost full <laughs> interview. All the all the, basically, we've got all the good bits. The BBC will just be talking about Scott. We've all heard that before. Drew McIntyre, Kayleigh Ray. All, we've heard all that before. We'll be bringing you the good wrestling bits um, on next week's show. Mister WrestleMania, Sean Michaels on the mark, speaking to Gary. Uh, gentlemen, how's your week been? Apart from looking flats, Alex, Aye. you're off your work. But I went to the dentist today, so I've had a bit of a shit day. So I've had like a numbed, numb mouth until about an hour ago. So oh. I've, I've just been sitting around feeling sorry for myself, drinking soup from a cup. Oh, soup from a cup is the worst. Now, we were going to start this feature on the show last week. We completely forgot to. Uh, if you haven't seen Gary on Twitter, he loves a dad joke. So much so that he's popped the likes of Al Snow, Hurricane Helms. So we thought we'd give Gary his very own new feature on the marks. 
it's time for Gary's Joke. Well, I've actually got two of them here for you because we missed it last week. Um, it's a wee bit of variety. Hopefully one of them pops you. Not sure if I've told you, but Gordon Ramsay follows me on Twitter. And I've always wondered to myself, aye, uh, you're your favourite guy in the planet, of course, <laughs> yeah. you did make a promo on a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I've always wondered, you know, Gordon Ramsay seems like he's cutting a promo all the time. Is he a wrestling fan? I was like, going to reach out and ask him. Couldn't believe it. He got back to me and he's like, tell you what, I love watching SmackDown. I love watching NXT and I love AEW, but I just can't do Monday nights. I said to him, well, why is that? And he's like, because it's fucking raw. <laughs> John's not impressed. John's not impressed. Can we get canned laughter? We'll put in an effect at that point. Okay. Um, I think you'll like the second one a bit better. Cool. The second one's shorter. Um, so obviously during the lockdown, I've been trying to find ways to keep myself entertained. So I've taken up a WWE-themed art class. Oh, wow. Do you want to know what I've done in the first class? Oh, what did you do, Gary? Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's very good. Uh, I, I can't believe you're encouraging this. Joke. I'm very <laughs> you both. The comedy stylings of Mr. Gary Casty on the Marks podcast. More of that next week. But this week, let's tell you what we've got. Uh, we're going to be burning and putting over stuff from the big shows in the company of our Marks tag team, the newly formed uh, listener tag team of Rico and Bronze Chill, the new Mark Outlaws. Incorrect. Uh, have I done it wrong again? <laughs> yep, I was literally, I was waiting for you as you strung that out for as long as possible as you tried to remember. I've uh, what I've got written down in the paper. What are they called again? But one more, have one more go. You can do this, John. I believe in you. Uh, I mean, you've got, you're, you're almost there. Was. You just need to swap two of the uh, word the and age, a half. The new age mark was. There we go. There we go. All right, okay, I'll get that. Anyway. That's beside the point. Rico and Bronze Shell, they'll be doing SmackDown and we'll be taking up the rest of the shows. Plus, we'll just have a quick brief look over Fastlane. Um, we're going to do it in chronological order um, because it was a really interesting show. A lot to take from that. On the road to WrestleMania. Um, we'll finally find out from about three weeks ago who won Fantasy Booking Island. If you can remember that far back. Um, and we've got a new booking for that as well. But first, let's cut a promo. I have... A lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, now, I'm not necessarily cutting a promo on the object that is the, the result of my venom this week. I'm kind of cutting a promo on circumstances around it. And I want to talk about cheese toasties. Or just toasties. Red fucking carefully, sir. Yeah, well, listen. Toasty is one of God's greatest food delights. You know, how do you have a toasty, Alex? heavily depends on the toasty and how fancy I'm feeling that day. Right, okay, go go for your dream toasty. Oh, you see, I've recently got into the good old crop, sure. So, like, I actually made that at the weekend, and you go mental, you make the bechamel. I also accidentally once ordered, it was a grilled cauliflower cheese. Now, it was just like a grilled cheese, but with cauliflower in it, and it was life-changing. It was delightful. Get that in the fucking bin for a second. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say, I'm saying that I'm a big fan of the cauliflower cheese, but I just can't. And I, on a toasty with bread? No. Yeah, a little bit of buffalo sauce on it as well. And it was like a grilled cheese. Oh. So, you know, it's got like the fried bread with the extra cheese on it. Oh. Right. Gary, what do you like in a toasty? Bread, bread, yeah. cheese. Either. I'm, I'm, I'm not very picky between what one I go for, but either hot sauce or um, sometimes salsa or sometimes Branston pickle. 
Shot to the gill, stick them in the breville. There you go. Uh, you're talking my language. Cheese and Branson pickle, the ultimate toasty. Now, I fucking love a toasty, but the frustrating thing about a toasty, right, is you get it in the toasty machine, you pull it out, and you just you just go, right, oh, I'm starving, I'm starving. And you bite into the toasty, it's like molten lava filling your mouth. It burns your tongue, it burns your upper mouth. It's horrible, horrible sensation. But you just can't help it because the light of the toasty is just sitting there begging you to be eaten. And you can't just leave the toasty. No, no, you must eat it there and then. So I love toasties, but I just want to cut a promo on, I guess, the concept of the toasty and the, the fact that you can't be fulfilled as quick as you want to. I don't know a way around you, it. I don't know how to get the toasty. Oh, you just, just need to accept your face is going to burn, John, because you've just given me a big flashback to as a child eating lots of bean toasties. Good shit. And you just had to get through the pain. That was, oh, that was the solution. I'm a big pie guy. I love a scotch pie. I love any kind of eating in pastry form. What you do is you just get a, I use a steak knife for everything. Other knives can be used, but I use a steak knife for everything. Just cut it and leave it for two minutes and then there you go. You're not solving the problem because one of the problems was that John wanted it now. Uh, I suppose getting, I, you're, you're I'm reducing the, the time, but I can't, uh, can't take it down to zero, sadly. So, toasties, good. Heat, burnt mouth, not so good. Thank you. <laughs> it's that time of the week where we like to look back at all the big wrestling shows, including the big WWE pay-per-view at the weekend there, Fastlane. Um, and we do that in the company of Mr. Gary Casty, who handles Raw for us, uh, Mr. Alex McRoberts, Big Alex, who handles AEW, and we have our newly formed tag team, the new age Mark Laws, yes, I've got it right that time. Thanks very much. It's Mr. Bronze Chill and Rico uh, here to do SmackDown for us. Um, so let's go back to last Wednesday, Alex, and let's kick off with AEW Dynamite. No, because I'm going to do a quick turning Japanese running quickly. Oh, there, there has been I, on the Patreon. Neil has been on, very disappointed that we didn't talk about New Japan last week. So let's do this just for Neil. Well, first of all, I need to, have you heard, or did you hear that there was an earthquake during a show? Yep. I did yep. hear about this, yeah. Yeah, so for those who didn't hear, there was a quite a big magnitude earthquake in the middle of a show. And so I'd like to put over Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada and Kota Ibushi for coming out and entertaining the crowd just after the earthquake, before the show then continued. So, you know what I mean? Well done. Well done, New Japan. That's a How nice did they way to handle Did they entertain them by wrestling? Or the way you described it is they entertain them. Like they come out and do gags? Unicycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just came out and rode unicycles <laughs> around, around the ring. That's, that's what they do in Japan. It's quite common, if you've never, <laughs> you never heard. Um, and we also had the finals of the New Japan Cup. So Neil would have been very disappointed because unfortunately Shingo got all the way to the final and got beaten by Will Ospreay. So oh. I also have to bury Will Ospreay because after the match, he went and Ozcard, his girlfriend, Brie Priestley. Although maybe it was kind of a long time coming thing. I can't quite decide. So Can I interject with um, the best thing about the earthquake that i seen? Dave Meltzer commented on it, saying, cue all the sheep who will say it would have only been a 4.0 in the United States and who can't comprehend the simplest things and say it's unfair because you can't go above five. <laughs> 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 I 
Speaking so, uh, of five, I'd imagine Dave would put that Shingo Osprey match pretty highly up on his list because was... I've not seen his ratings. I only uh, I only go by his um, custom made Richter scale. No, I don't don't care about the match. Custom Dave uh, Richter scale. Oh man! Did, uh, did Dave Meltzer just have his Hulk Hogan tweet moment then? Yeah, that is definitely as stick that on the t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. <laughs> that is the the work I work tweet. Um, but we'll move on to Dynamite. Now, it seemed to be a week all about promos on Dynamite, apart from the main event, but we'll get to that later on. Even had Alex Abrahantes continuing his mean streak as being Penta's voice guy. It's probably the terrible term for it. But we're going to start with the worst, right? So most of these are promo putovers and berries. So I'm going to start with the bury, and I'm going to bury Jake the Snake because I can't remember the exact quote, but he essentially referenced Darby Allen as a hot dog. So it was something something to do with a hot dog bun because you're nothing but a weenie. And I'm not okay with a weenie being used in wrestling terminology. Have it's... they not used this previously, AEW? I remember some weenie banter. Was it FTR or someone used this yeah. as a term before? What is their obsession? I think so. Weenies. I think it was Chuck Taylor went on a bit of it just didn't he? Yeah. I think so, yeah. There was there was something else about weenies before and just, just stop it, guys. Just stop they, it. they just don't cut the mustard. Oh, you've <laughs> had your joke section, Gary. You've had your joke said, section. You opened Pandora's box with this, John, so you can't oh, now no, try and close it. That's not how it works. <laughs> um, and moving on, moving on. This the, the promos continued. So at one point we had once again uh, Sting being interviewed by Tony Schiavone, and even a call out to how many times this segment has happened, which I quite liked. But we had Brian Cage come out and essentially just tell Sting he's great. And I thought it was I thought it was fantastic to be honest because he kind of said what we were all thinking, and it maybe gives him a little bit of a storyline moving forward with Team Taz. And there may be a little bit heel heavy just now. Am I the only one feeling that? Because they maybe need the big turn of the inner circle. They've obviously turned Sky heel, so you know, hopefully they'll kind of balance that out a little bit. Why are Sarkar going face though? Really, that's what I meant. Yeah, so they're going face, but at the moment they've I don't know. It just seems very heel heavy to me at the moment. Everywhere, because it's like Pinnacle, Omega. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm assuming so, like a cage face turn with like Team Taz would be good, because we're kind of lacking a proper, well, well, once the inner circle properly turn, kind of lacking a few more face stables, maybe? Yeah, it's a very bad point, actually, yeah. But speaking of the heel stables, I think my second put over has to be Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, for just another terrific promo they, I liked the way they tied it all up they were talking about how he was like ripping up the inner circle from the inside there was some great lines like him proclaiming to be Judas now which is very very good then, like he, said, then he said something about every time Jericho would uh, would talk he'd have to fall back like Jericho's receding hairline and something about plucking him like a duck or he was taking him under his wing and plucking him plucking his feathers or something it was it was just great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think we're all quite excited to see where MGF's going to go from here. Is MGF the best promo in wrestling at the moment? Probably. I'd say so anyway. I mean, but I'm biased. So he's definitely I'm, the best I'm promo. not sure. I always still say Paul Heyman, but it depends how you... Yeah, I guess It so. depends if you go in-ring performer as well, then maybe oh, MGF is... Paul, is Paul has been on absolute fire as well. Like all the little talking smack segments and... Yeah, he's just been so good. Like he's been. Why, why am I sounding like I'm surprised that Paul Heyman has continually been excellent? But speaking of things that are continually excellent, 
WWE, sorry, the AEW Women's Division, which is not continually excellent, delivered a borderline five-star match for the main event with Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Women's match, everyone in agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking terrific. Aye, Then, like, Britt, where does Britt get all that blood from? This is becoming, like, her gimmick now, isn't it? She just bleeds everywhere. So bring on the next Britt Baker kind of blood-covered T-shirt that will no doubt be up on Wrestle Tees by this time next week. So, and she took a hell of a lot of bumps. Like, I mean, I can't remember the last time I've seen thumbtacks or women with thumbtacks. It's not been ICW. Yeah, I, can, I, I can't even remember an instance of that. So, yeah, and that was that was dynamite. That was dynamite. And what's your match of the night? Is uh, take well, so when it all has to be the match of the night. Yeah, yeah. Silly question. Silly question. Silly question. Thank you, Alex. Let's move on to NXT. Um, we're on the way to to the next takeover, stand and deliver. Um, we had Loomis Theory. We had Legado del Fantasma versus Biango Kai uh, versus Zoe Stark. We had Bartel versus Champa. Elliot Knight versus August Grey. And the main event, Bauer and Cross versus Birch and Lorkin. Um, let's start off with, with a put-over. Let's start off positive. Uh, and let's just put over Cameron Grimes at the moment. He wasn't on the show, but they photoshopped and swim with a dolphin. And it was brilliant. And just Cameron Grimes as a character, I keep going on about him on this show. You know, I wasn't too sure at first. I thought, oh, here we go, standard guy, cowboy hat. But this million-dollar, billion-dollar man gimmick thing they're doing with him is great. He's just a great character. And like we said before, it's that kind of, you know, comedy, funny character that, you know, we're needing, I guess, I would say in like NXT UK and... And it's probably devoid of a lot of shows, like some some that's just good fun like that. I mean, they, they try it on, say, Raw with Riddle, which is just fucking shite what they do with him. You know, and, and SmackDown, they don't really have... I mean, it's The Profits is probably the, the kind of more most comedy thing in Otis, maybe, um, on SmackDown. But, yeah, no, just uh, loving what they're doing with Grimes. And the, I, I don't know why I popped so much with that Photoshop picture with him swimming with a dolphin. It just made me laugh out loud. So, yeah, uh, loving that. I do like the way that it's not even like a video segment. You're just putting over a Photoshopped picture that they put up <laughs> during the show. I, I like that. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Fuck your wrestling. John just wants to see Photoshop. That's what you want. Just go and find Jim or paint it on, on yep. Twitter. You'll be fine. Quick um, uh, fashion buddy, just before we move on to the proper buddy, Champa with hair, what are we thinking? It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. I don't know why. Champa with hair, just I don't know why it's not working for me. I don't know. I don't get it. I was always surprised he could grow hair. I just assumed he didn't. Or do you think him and Randy, since they're now firm friends, have decided Randy's been sharing his hair transplant secrets? I don't know. It's not a hair transplant as such. It's just letting this what I would call uh, the the skullet grow in and uh, getting the, the hair in the back of his head, letting letting grow in. And um, so, yeah, it just needs to. You know, I don't know why he just needs to be bald. Let's. You know, we've got Rico on who's. Uh, you know, maybe not got as much hair on on top as. Perhaps. It's not harsh. It's not. I do it with a proper razor. Like Rico, no. what, what would you make? Would you go? Uh, would you go for the, the let it grow back in like that? Or yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's unless I mean unless you're a wrestler, you could probably get away with it because at least it sort of facilitates um, an interesting look. Because if he has like a total skullet and it's graying and it's brown and i don't know maybe get yourself a wee handlebar mustache or something you could look proper 
um, proper intimidating, quite like like the butcher, right? Like the butcher from AEW. Well, yeah, I think yeah. he, he rocks that style. Yeah. He looks great though. You can't. It's yeah. You just can't yeah. mess with the butcher. Anyway, enough about Champers here. Quite other fashion. I loved that uh, leather jacket that Elliot Knight had, um, or Eli Drake, and it got destroyed. I was gutted about that because that was a really good jacket. I was like, oh, I want one of those. Anyway, uh, on on to our actual proper buddy, uh, and let's talk about Zoe Stark losing. Um, Dakota Kai was in a match with her. I think Dakota Kai could have handled the loss. I don't know why, because they've obviously tried to build Zoe Stark, who looks, by the way, bloody fantastic. Um, really, really good in the ring. Um, and I don't know why they didn't just give her the, the win over Dakota Kai. I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, I, I'm sure she'll bounce back from it, but I, I think she could have done with, with a win just as they've kind of been building her. But she looks great, I have to say. It looks really, really great. Um, and um, it was a very, a, this is a bit of a strange buddy, but I guess it, it makes sense. They were advertising a cruiserweight match for NXT UK on NXT when Jordan Devlin was in the States against Legado del Fantasma. And it said, on NXT UK this week, it's Jordan Devlin versus, I can't even remember who he was. Trent Seven. Trent Seven. Trent Seven. They had, they had Trent Seven cut weight and it looks like he legitimately cut weight to do it as well, like to, to yeah. be the right size to, to it's like, come on. I just thought, what? That, that just, you know, even in kayfabe land. I mean, this means they're selling the unification match though, doesn't it? There's maybe just to kind of legitimise um, Jordan a little bit. Guy, but then you what's the point in watching it because then you're that was the point in advertising because we know that Jordan Devlin's in the States with the belt, you know. I don't get it anyway. So that, that's my that's my main buddies from this week. I'm not too sure how I feel on Jordan Devlin's return, but you know, with we won't get into all the speaking out stuff, but hey ho, um, you know, I'm sure we put on a good match with them. Um, Santos Escobar when it comes round um, and my main put over Volter is back baby and he's in NXT there You've is been some... complaining about this for so long Oh, it's just I don't know where they go I love Volter Imperium is not Imperium without Volter um, and he's just brilliant isn't he he's just an old school big 80s British wrestler who just batters people and just looks like he wouldn't take shit off anyone and I love his look and I love what he does in the ring and it's just excites me that I don't know where they're going to go with it is, is Thatcher going to be back in with Imperium in a ring camp way? Is it going to be Thatcher versus Walter? Is it going to be, I don't know. I'm excited about that. But as long as Walter is on the card at the next takeover, that makes me a very, very happy mark. So, yes, loving Walter back in NXT. And uh, I am going to give my match of the night to Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark. Fantastic women's match. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And um, just a quick uh, put over from one person about Scarlet. That's all I'm going to say. Right, okay, let's move on to the next TV show, which is SmackDown. And let's hide, hand over to the new age mark laws. Bronchello, what's your first put over? So 
probably my biggest put over the night. A lot of people will probably frown upon it, but um, was Sami Zayn versus Corbin. The hype video really popped me. Um, it said, and I quote, the least anticipated match in the history of SmackDown, the irritating force meets the unlikable object <laughs> in a match that no one asked for. Unfortunately, there must be a winner, but thankfully there will be a loser. That's brilliant. That is really, um, really good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Kevin Owens was on commentary. It was quite a quick match. Corbin won with the end of days. And I think they're setting up for a Kevin Owens versus uh, Sami Zayn match at Mania. Um, I, I, I hope that happens. I was going to ask you, actually, do you think that's where it's going to go? We've seen that match so many times, but every time it's just amazing. And they've never, never done it at Mania. So mm. you just... You know, but I mean, obviously, it's kind of it's flip flop. So obviously, Sammy's now the heel and uh, Owens is the face. So no, that, if it, I, I'm all in. If it leads to an Owens Sammy match at me, I, I think we'd all be happy with that. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it'll finally come full circle. They've been doing it in the Indies, done it on NXT, Raw, SmackDown. Let them do it, Mania. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Rico, what's your first put over, mate? Um. It, to be honest, it was actually it was kind of part of that as well. Um, I've got like two little half putovers to make a whole. So because Bronze has done such a good job of um, summing up what I was maybe going to say anyway, it was I'll just put over the end of days. Um, I still think it's just such a top class finishing move. Like I'm, I think it's it's quite well protected as well. I don't know if people have kicked. Gary will give you facts on this, by the way. Gary will give you facts. <laughs> I, I've I've lost track, but I don't think anyone's kicked out yet. I think it's still not been kicked out of yet. Um, but I, I think it's like, apart from the Eclipse, which it might have overtaken the Eclipse now, but apart from the Eclipse, I think it's the best finisher in wrestling. I absolutely love it. I think it's like the RKO, it's just been protected and that's the best way to build a finisher. And it just looks brilliant, no matter who he does it on. I don't think I've seen anyone take it badly. So, Yeah, it's total class. And um, the other sort of half put over was uh, a segment with Edge um, she was. Uh, he was having a, an interview with Kayla, um, and he ended up saying something along like, uh, along, along the lines of Daniel Bryan needs a fair shake of the stick at Fastlane, and they won't get it if uh, Jay Uso is the enforcer. And I think that will really prove to be a nice little bit of foreshadowing um, for what happened to Fastlane. But yeah, those those two are my two halves to make up one put over. That is incredibly acceptable. Let's move into the buddies then. Uh, Bronze Chell, what's yours? So I think I'm getting trolled now. Seth Rollins tweeted the other day that he is the epitome of cool and put a picture up of the suit he was wearing. And if you haven't seen it, it's a white suit jacket with blue splatters, matching blue trousers, brown dress shoes with no socks on. And the fact that there's now two people doing suit gimmicks really annoys me as well. So <laughs> yeah, that's Major bodies for me. Yeah, yeah. And Rico? And that's, one of, that's one of the things I was going to bury. And one of the specific things I was going to bury was that Seth Rollins wasn't wearing socks with a suit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so instead, uh, I'll go with... I'll go, I'll go again with the tag team division. Um, it's just... It's just rubbish. Like, I, I mean, I was, I was maybe going to put over the Mysterios for pulling double duty, but that kind of maybe hints at the wider problem yeah. in that they had to do double duty anyway. They had the studios, Alpha Academy, um, the Hot Dogs, and Street Profits uh, coming out. And it, I, I'm presuming that's maybe going to be a fatal four-way at WrestleMania, but 
it's 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 hard to watch. It's hard to watch the tag team division sometimes when you know the matches are going to be the same every single week. It's those four tag teams, and that's it. And it's just yeah. it's just a bit boring. So it's not very really exciting. And uh, we'll stay with you. Match of the night, first of all, Rico. What you got? Uh, I really enjoyed seeing Edge being back on SmackDown. Even it's not one of his greatest matches of all time, but it's just so good to see him on SmackDown again, just having a match and is a. A spear to finish the match off. Just it just looked class. It was great to see on TV again. Jey Uso was really good too. So uh, that would be my match tonight. Bronze. I'm going to go on the opposite side. Um, I'm going to go for the opening match. It was uh, Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks, and it's actually the best I've ever seen Nia Jax look. Wow. Really I agree with that. Actually, yeah, that was again. But this is why we're a tag team bronze. I was going to stand in my notes. I looked good throughout uh, the match. I thought so. Yeah. Wow, it's it's like the heart foundation just so fluid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, let's well let's well save Raw. We'll get to Raw in a minute. But let's just talk around uh, the shop about Fastlane. Um, obviously, a lot went on in that show. Alex, uh, thoughts on the Fastlane? What your kind of takeovers from the pay per view? I don't know how I feel about burnt Bray Wyatt the mask. I was hoping for something a little bit, a little bit better. And when I saw it in the morning, I was just like, oh, it just looks, it looks like he's literally just went out and burned his feed mask, which is maybe what he's done. So it maybe makes literal sense, but I was expecting. And tell you that's not true. That and then a lot of money has gone into the creation of that mask. <laughs> oh, I know that's the worst thing about it, isn't it? You're sitting there and you're looking, you're like, it's not even that original. And now he's got this whole burnt aesthetic. I don't yeah, know. There's another uh, Tom Savini Studios number. Yeah. I mean, is this going to be, Gary, you maybe know better than us. Is this going to be him going forward as this character now? I think so. I'm not sure. They could easily do something where he, you know, heals himself and then just becomes the, the old one. But I, I wasn't sure on the character at first. And when I seen it, I was like, oh, like we, we know how much Bray Wyatt has struggled to wrestle under a mask. This looks more restrictive <laughs> than the previous mask. That was this but is I, what I was expecting. Something like uh, you know maybe a couple of bandages over the face or something like that. But this is really not come. I mean, unless they do some kind of crazy rejuvenation storyline with him and Randy in a cinematic match. Yeah, and they do it, like as he consumes Randy, he slowly heals back to the original is, fiend. Now, am I right in saying that? The fiend is meant to be the face in this whole situation because you hear the, the Thunderdome. I don't know if Braun Duke got into the, the Thunderdome for Fastlane, but you hear the cheers going for the cheers were for him as opposed to Randy, who's getting booed. It was very strange. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I know that the fiend's a big seller for merchandise, so I think that they're going to push that. And I'm like Orton's been around for a while. We genuinely don't know how long he's going to have left. So probably better, you know, carrying on and making that money with the Fiend just now while they can. Yeah. You know, if, if Orton decides that he's not coming back or if he wants to jock it. So I just didn't get, I mean, the whole thing was, you know, the lights falling down. Obviously we had this more of this fucking Gunge coming, black bile coming out of his mouth. It was just, I, I, I get maybe you know we're of an age group. We're old school wrestling fans. Maybe don't it, you be putting us in your thing. I was gonna say I actually quite <laughs> like it, but like um, I, I get why people don't. But I actually do quite like it. And the thing is, like, see now, like even though 
it's literally been two appearances now. See, looking back at the previous Fiend, it just looks too clean and cartoony. And I, I think it might just be the kind of thing where when they've presented something new, you go back and go, all right, the whole thing wasn't that good to begin with. Um, but I, I'm sceptical as to where it goes. I think they're kind of painting themselves into a corner with it because I don't know where you go after that. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of worried about Bray Wyatt wrestling a mask while dressed like that. But I still quite like the story. It's still the, it's the, it's the only reason I stayed up for Raw last night. Put it that way. Right. Otherwise, I just went to bed and watched it in the morning. So, aye, aye. I mean, how? Where do you go after you burnt a man to death? I mean, I don't know where you go after that. And it's, well, it's he's also burnt his family home. So, I mean, are we going to have like? <laughs> is it going to be like the ultimate return to the Firefly Funhouse? Well, that's the that's the whole thing. Do we get a Firefly Funhouse? Because I mean, how they have to now? Was it? Oh no, was a House of Horrors match? If we're getting House of Horrors match, Mark Two. So oh, I, think they... I just meant like Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Because oh no, no, I agree. But like I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> they have to they have to link into now the 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 house was it the the I want yeah. to say Three House of Horrors, but it's not. This isn't the Three House of Horrors match. Now I want I want to see that happen. I want to see that happen. That's where they go at WrestleMania. The Three House of Horrors match. Love it. Um. And right. So we, we've talked about the fiend stuff. I I want to get something off my chest. I mean. Really enjoy, was really enjoying the Biggie and Apollo Cruz match. Thought it was a cracking match. Just that, and by the way, that big spear through the ropes that Biggie did in the first like 30 seconds was unbelievable. And I thought Biggie looked great and he was just this big badass. That finish, however, what the fuck? What happened? I what think the referee had to, I think the referee had to shoot counter. Because uh, my first takeaway was they tried to do a double pin and the referee had to end up just counting it as 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 the way like i prefer it the way that WWE do it and they do have the referees essentially doing it as a shoot um but i i think they i think they made an all set and the referee had to just call it on the fly yeah but he, i hope he got his bonus for that because he did the right thing it was a she uh, it was yeah. Jessica Carr of SmackDown, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. How sexist of you, Alex? How very sexist of you? <laughs> I didn't. I'll admit, I didn't watch that. I, I only, I've only seen the the main event as I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I was trying to cover my tracks. Well, let's go. I let's think go. one one thing worth putting over for Fastlane is just the fact of how short it was again, because ending at like quarter to two, I was like, yes, <laughs> early night. <laughs> I love how the fact that we're all like that for a wrestling pay per view. Oh, it's short, brilliant. Let's go. It's like, yes, it's short. Yes. We do not want our money's worth anymore. We want (laughs) Short, sharp, to the point. That's what we want from a wrestling. Let's get on to the main event because that certainly was a match worth talking about. Um, Fantastic. Really, I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought brilliant from bell to bell. I thought it was a a tremendous. of a uh, match uh, thoughts probably I, I match of the year oh, sorry match of the year wow i'd probably say it's probably one of the match of the year contenders so far yeah 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 rico really enjoyed I, it. I, i'd certainly agree with that and again like i keep on coming back to the, the storytelling and all of this mm. and i will i'll refer back to my dungeons and dragons style character yes. um, <laughs> alignments last week so we had two that were kind of in the good category I think we've now we've now got all three. So we've got Daniel Bryan who remains in the good. We've got Roman Reigns who is in the evil. And I just sort of I think he's gone straight into neutral now. I don't. I, one of my friends was saying today that he reckons that he he wasn't purely a babyface to start with, and I completely agree with that. But I don't think he either he fits either category now. I think he's completely in the middle. I think he's 
He's yeah. doing what he can to win matches and keep other people out of his opportunities. He wants the title. He's not good. He's not bad. He's he just is. Oh no, it's that's kind of he's not the good. Did he need to hit Daniel again? Did he need to hit him again? <clears throat> oh no, he did. But that's the thing as well. Or did he? That's that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the best parts of that. Then pushes them into the evil lane a little bit further. Maybe potentially, but is that just is that neutral evil or is that neutral good? (laughs) (laughs) I love how we're back to this. Um, Next week we must fight to declare a dungeon master who can. (laughs) Um, Do you think right now? This is me. That Daniel Bryan suddenly been there seems to be a sudden push of Daniel Bryan, and now obviously it's inevitably going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania. That looks like it's definitely booked. But why do you think they brought Daniel Bryan into the tight this match and into the title picture? Do you think that Edge versus Reigns wasn't going to be a big enough sell? Has Edge not went over like they thought he was going to go over? I think it was always a big enough match, and I, I just think. Um... My, like the thing that I look at this and see is the journey the three guys have came on. Like, you know, obviously Roman Reigns with uh, leukemia and, and coming back and obviously they're all too retired and okay, came back. Point. But I think they're just going for that. And, you know, Daniel Bryan, he is the kind of person that should be featured on WrestleMania. Why would they not be? I think that is like, it's the kind of thing where maybe if there was two Royal Rumbles, I think he'd have been the other Royal Rumble winner. So I, I just think it makes sense. I would have loved just Edge versus Reigns, but I think, you know, the, the storytelling they're saying here, people always complain about things being overbooked. They've overbooked Sasha Banks v Bianca Belair. And this, I think, they've done the less booking of and made it look more effective, even yeah. though it is it quite convoluted. Like a natural but, progression. He's right. Yep. So yeah. I, I, just, I think it's a brilliant, like, I think the, the video packages gone up to this are going to be amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a very that's a very good point. I don't think they'll prey on the leukemia thing though, because obviously Reigns is such a heel. So, nice. but I think from a wrestling perspective, you're absolutely right. Right, let's go round then. Who's won it? Right, Triple Threat WrestleMania. We're a wee bit further out, but let's go. Who you got for the belt and the Triple Threat? Then Alex. It's a tough one, but I think I made the mistake of betting against them at the Rumble, so I'm just going to say Edge. I think they'll put it back on edge and I think they'll give them the big hurrah moment. First time with the crowds back in, this match is probably what's going to close the show. Yeah, yeah. Bronze? I'm going to have to say, because Brian's been dropping it in a lot of promos, I think that this will be his last hurrah, so I think they'll have him go out on top. Rico? I think Roman Reigns will retain. Um, I think the because the, the interactions between Edge and Daniel Bryan are starting to get more and more vicious and more and more uh, heated. I think it's maybe going to start off a blood feud between those two. I'm not. I, I don't know if Roman Reigns is ready to drop the title just yet. I don't, I don't know if there's any real point when you get a little bit of mileage out of Daniel Bryan and Edge as well, especially considering, as Gary said, the uh, the stories that those two have had to get back to the ring. So I'll go with Roman Reigns. Those two do not need a title on it to have a program either. Those there's enough fan interest from yeah. Daniel Bryan versus Edge without a belt easily. Right, you've got the cast and vote. We've got one Roman, one Daniel Bryan, one Edge. Gary Casty, what say you? So my main thing when I look at this is obviously the crowd has changed things. I think Daniel Bryan is going to win it now by pinning Edge. I think that's the way to go because I think Roman Reigns lose the title, but don't pin him. 
you know, yeah. do it the Bobby Lashley way, just don't pin him at all. Uh, and my, my thing with, you know, triple threats, it's always like, well, it's probably to protect the champion. But then a triple threat, it's like, where do you go with the title for here? Then there's a lot of stories you can tell. You can even do your Roman Reigns Goldberg without a title for SummerSlam. And then Daniel Bryan edge at SummerSlam would be good with edges a heel and Daniel Bryan as a face. So yeah. either of them winning the title and then uh, the other one's a challenger. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and we need to give a mention, obvious as well, to our boy Drew McIntyre. Um, that match against Sheamus was great. I mean, they, they, they went, you know, one on top of like what they've been doing on telly and they did do a great pay-per-view match even though we've seen pay-per-view quality matches on television um, I thought that was brutal absolutely brutal and well played to both of them because it was hellish bumps in that match I tell you um, so yeah but that, that was good and then obviously goes on to fight Bobby Lashley at Wrestlemania um, so Fastlane's out of the way. Again, I'll come back to the point on Fastlane. It's n- there's no need for it. It's just a stumbling block on the way to WrestleMania, isn't it? It's just it's like an afterthought for me. It's just like... Yeah. A, yeah. But it used to be called Roadblock, or am yes. I making that up? So maybe Roadblock was actually the more appropriate name. Aha, very good. Right, speed bump. WWE speed bump. Speed bump. <laughs> That's what it should be. Um, right, let's move on to last night's Raw, Gary. Uh, put over. Simple. Rhea Ripley. Just you know, they, they just done everything right well, like they did at the Royal Rumble. She is just somebody that's so confident in her own character that everything looks good. You know, everything for the entrance. Annoyingly, they seem to have added pyro to her entrance and the camera didn't catch the pyro because it was close, you know, close up on her, which was fine because she just looks like the, the character she's portraying. So just done brilliantly. It's the kind of thing where we're always like, you know, we're, we're desperate for storylines and we're desperate for this and desperate for that. You've got no story here, but I can't wait for Rhea Ripley Viasca at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's like they've just chucked in somebody that I want to see wrestling somebody else, and I've went, right, cool, that's all you need to do. Don't need anything else. Uh, so I'm saying that we were not caring about what Asuka did at WrestleMania, and now here we are all, all like, oh, I'm really excited for the Asuka match now. So. Yeah. Yep. The only slight problem I have with it is that Rhea Ripley is going to be the heel and Asuka is going to be the face. I'd kind of prefer it the other way around, but pff, don't care. If we're going to see that match, all good, and if they're actually going to invest in Rhea Ripley, she seems to be getting the Finn Balor treatment like he got on Raw straight away, so aye, no complaints there. Um, for my first biddy, I'm going to see if I can play this clip and you can hear it, but if you've watched Raw, you'll probably know what it is anyway. So if you've not watched Raw, you'll be wondering what the fuck that was. If you've watched Raw, you'll know that Braun Strowman, when he's on the outside of the ring and ready to do his thing, where he runs around and pummels into everybody, he now puts his hand up, does this, and a train horn plays, and he runs into everybody. (laughs) No! Can so we, we only refer to him as Thomas from this. <laughs> That's no. literally the only acceptable thing is if they're going to have done a merch deal with, with Thomas the Tank Engine and they bring out a Thomas the Tank with bronze face on it. But I, <laughs> but, uh, like, I just want to know who was in the production meeting and went, do you know what's good? Add choo-choo to Braun Strowman's uh, ring running thing. Is it like, like a, is, is it like a American kind of train? Like if you know, wah, wah, or is it like yeah. a Thomas? Oh my! Dude, that, that makes me think of a trucker more than a train. 
Yep, it's it's just horrendous. I don't get it. Like I know it's not for me, but I don't get it. Uh, and Kenny McIntosh, um, who obviously I work with inside the ropes, put up similar feelings to me and got the best reply ever for somebody that said if it was in Scotland, they would do that and they'd just say the Scotrail train has now been delayed by five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, should that. they should do that. The Scotrail. They should do. You are now approaching. Shane McMahon, when he, before they, like, get the, the woman from the Scott Rail, uh, get her saying, whoever the opponent, you are now approaching, Bobby Lashley, and then he smacks into them. Ah, uh, yes. It's the, the it's, from the Scott Rail. I can't, like, up until now, I've been like, it's the worst thing ever, but now I think I've got to the point where I might be disappointed if it doesn't happen next week. So, uh, but I hate it. <laughs> I, I've never hated it more. I even said, like, it's not even because it's unrealistic, because I'm happy to accept that, you know, the Fiend got burnt alive and is now coming back to avenge a guy vomiting black blood. It's just terrible. I, I just don't get it. it does they, I don't know what it does for Braun Strowman. Like, maybe it's to get him more over as a face, oh. you know, with kids, but it's already over with kids. I don't really think it provides anything, and I, I just don't. I don't understand the logic. Oh, I don't think there is logic behind it, but I don't understand what the logic's meant to be. I know, poor Braun Strowman. Now he's having to fight Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. And well done on your prediction that obviously that match didn't happen at Fastlane, Gary. And then uh, yeah. we're on to WrestleMania and I'll be a last man standing. And it's just going to be one that I'm going to go and uh, pour myself a beer while that's on because I'm not watching. Shane McMahon did um, did say last night a match of your choosing so it's going to be some kind of last man standing street fight no holds barred take your pick something that's not going to take place in the ring where Shane McMahon can jump off something and we go oh that was brilliant oh, never mind all the shape build up train yard match <laughs> oh no 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 yeah, no it's got to be train yard really. match is what it's going to be Thomas you can, I think you do it on top of, like the roof of a train and then they yes. can time it so that you've got a tunnel coming up and they've got to do a yep, little jump yep. around yeah, I think it'd be yeah. way more entertaining. Scott Rail match. We'll have a Scott Rail match. They're all <laughs> put into. They're in fact the Saturday night Queen Street train back to Falkirk. They're all put in that with a bunch of drunken people heading to Dundee because that is a hellish train that the Glasgow to Dundee train, and they've got to survive and fight through that as well. And so the basically the drunken people on the train from Glasgow to Dundee act as the lumberjacks because can we get Ellie Diamond as a lumberjack? Those guys. That, that, I've nailed it. I've nailed. It. If only COVID wasn't in the way of it, that is the match I would have booked for uh, Shane and uh, Braun at WrestleMania. Let's hope so. Anyway, sorry. On to your next uh, buddy, Gary. I like how you know just accept there's going to be two biddies on a raw, um, but yeah. there is. This one is the simplest biddy ever. You know, it's, uh, we've spoke about the fiend. We've spoke about how you know he's he's came back for being burnt alive. One line said by commentary can ruin everything sometimes. And they said to close out raw, and we're hearing the fiend has requested a match with Randy Orton. Oh, what? <laughs> Why does the fiend need a request match? I was, just, I was just like, why? I normally don't even watch Raw with the volume up that high, so I normally miss it in a lot of the commentary. And then if I'm subtitling it later in the week, I'll go back and be like, oh, that's that was weird. But this, I was just like, <laughs> it just makes everything ridiculous. Like I know it is ridiculous anyway, but it just makes it so much more ridiculous that the fiend had to request a match with Andy Orton. <laughs> I, I, love, I, I hope they release footage of that him chatting Vince McMahon's door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excuse me, boss. <laughs> also, also, do we have medical care? Because I could use some of that. Shit. <laughs> um, and uh, have you got another put over, Gary? Or have you got? I, I, I have got. Well, I, again, a really quick one, but um, I love it when wrestling kind of goes back to something a wee bit old school. You mentioned Walter earlier, and just how he looks like something that we'd see when we were younger. Well, this was a throwaway segment. And it kind of happened at the expense, uh, we've mentioned the heart business kind of splitting up or looking like it does look like that's happened. Um, the, the tag team uh, aspect to them seems to now be dead. Uh, they kind of made an also <laughs> made an also help Lashley, so it seems like they're out of it now. Um, but Lashley wearing a lovely velvet jacket, which I need, need to put over as well, uh, he said to them, uh, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin that they've essentially failed him and then walked into the locker room where was standing all the unused people uh, you know not going to call them jobbers because that's horrible language to use but if you want to call them that feel free uh, but your Humberto Carrillo's your uh, Ricochet's Grand Metalik Lince Dorado all the people not being used and essentially put a bounty on Drew McIntyre's head said to them if you can take out Drew McIntyre, you'll get a shot at the title. And it just reminded me of stuff that I would watch as a kid and go, oh, I love this, because it adds a bit of jeopardy to the match. Didn't really know where we were going in the build-up to that match. I'm excited for it anyway, but that just adds a wee extra something that I can't wait to see Drew McIntyre ripping through everybody in the space of two seconds on Raw going forward until we get to WrestleMania. Yeah, so. I like that my kind of marked man thing. Kind yeah. of- that's good fun. That's I think, good I think fun. this is when they'll kind of turn Seamus back and Seamus and him will team up to run through all the jobbers. That seemed like it was going to happen last night and didn't, so I assume it's going to happen next week. But it seemed like they were going to go for Seamus Drew versus uh, Shelton Benjamin Cedric, and then they kind of just skipped all that part. Uh, but I, it was it's good. It just establishes dynamics as well. You know, we, we're not under any illusion who's the heel and who's the face, uh, which is sometimes the way it is. So I, that was brilliant. Um, match of the night, I need to put a notable mention in. Uh, they done Peyton Royce versus Asuka they actually gave it time and that was the thing that built to is getting Rhea Ripley Peyton Royce after cutting a promo that I put out a couple of weeks ago on Raw Talk wasn't seen last week is seen this week and just put on a star making performance but that also leads to something that, that wasn't in my uh, buddies Retribution just won on Raw because <laughs> <So, laughs> they turn they'd turned on Mustafa 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 yep. Ali on Sunday night and I was expecting there was going to be some kind of maybe demasking but apparently not I think they're saving that big moment for Wrestlemania no he posted <laughs> on Twitter uh, he posted on Twitter last night just like three minutes before Raw to say next week while wearing a suit and American flag bind and stuff so I think he's in for he a big character change no uh, Ali Okay. I think he's in for a big change I actually thought Fastlane T-Bar was going to demask because he wasn't wearing the paint under the mask and he's now grown his hair back out a wee bit but obviously it didn't happen by I think I think Ali's going to come out of that for the better. Uh, no shit about the others. But we mentioned it before, at least they can just change them back to their own. They can go in the queue for the jobber room to fight Drew McIntyre, <laughs> so there we go. Aye, uh, but, um, the actual match of the night, I should say, was Sheamus and Bobby Lashley, which I knew was going to be match of the night because I seen it last week. So. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, brilliant. Um, thank you very much, Gary. Thank you very much to Bronze Chill and Rico as ever. We'll see you back as a tag team next week. And remember, if you want to get your buddies and put overs in for Rab and Gradle on this week's headline show, you can do that on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, or just plain old Wrestling Daft on Facebook.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Wrestling News with Gary Cassidy. Back after flat disaster last week um, and leaking roof. He has all the news because I had to cover for you last week, Gary. I'm sure you've done a splendid job. I actually listened back, so I know you've done a good job. I listened Thank back to I, that I wasn't a part of to make sure you weren't jobbing me Fucking out. Fucking up. Um, <laughs> I was stealing your scoops. So uh, yeah, just to, just to make sure that I wasn't getting uh, at Gary's a prick in and, and all that kind of nonsense. But um, aye, disappointed to you, wasn't it? But aye, so big news right before we started recording. NXT Tag Team Championships are now vacant. Um... Don't know what's going to happen with them. Don't know if we'll get a tournament or whatever because it's not actually been uh, confirmed yet apart from the fact that they are vacated. William Regal took to Twitter, said, um, I can confirm the incredibly unfortunate news and make the difficult decision to vacate the NXT tag team titles um, and I will address the state of the titles tomorrow night on NXT. The unfortunate news he was referring to, of course, was that one of the tag team champions is injured and that's Danny Birch, who... Follow, uh, he fell uh, in a match with Karrion Cross, and apparently, I think it's a dislocated shoulder. I don't know if they yeah. actually um, confirmed what the injury is. I've seen the x-ray, but I don't think they've actually put up the <laughs> the, the injury. I don't know if it's been specified. I think, he's, uh, I think it has been his shoulder. He's, he's done something with the... Uh, there was definitely, a, I don't know if it was dislocated or if it was like a ripped muscle or something, but it, it certainly didn't look pleasant when you saw it in the NXT. No, X-ray looked like his shoulder is um, not attached, <laughs> his arms not attached to his body, so uh, so that's no good. But I a lot of tag teams in NXT, you know, that could take the man. No, it's the one, the one brand yeah. where uh, <laughs> tag teams are really a problem. Well, so that, that's true. They'll probably, I would imagine, they'll, they'll do something to take over with a tag mean tag team turmoil or a four way tag match or take a tornado tag match or or something like that. To, to determine that but yeah no uh, I have to say on carrying cross as much as an absolute belter of um like a wrestler I, I always feel it I don't want to say unsafe but I just I just feel it in the ring so sometimes he, he does certainly leave it out there Ultimate um, Warrior-esque is how I would refer to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything yeah. looks like it hurts. <laughs> it does. It looks pretty stiff. Um, so best of luck to Danny Burch, because it's a shame, because they were obviously in a bit of a role, um, those boys. Um, I, I'm interested to see what they do then with, with you know, this stable with Pete Dunne, you know, only oh, one I, I, I actually thought you meant the titles, because I was going to say standard practice now would, I guess, just be giving the titles to the Dusty Classic winners like they did with the women. But um, yeah. no, I didn't even, I didn't think of the... The actual ramifications there. <laughs> did they not make the women because the women ended up having a match? Did they not? Oh wait, I they, they did have a no. They got handed no, they the didn't. titles, and then had a match. Yeah, they got and then lost the titles. Yeah, <laughs> they got titles, had the match, and then lost them. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the NXT's been had an awful lot of trouble with wrestlers and uh, retaining the belts and being injured. It's just been a bit of a nightmare from Finn Balor as well, uh, and then Carrying Cross and who, we had Carrying Cross, and then there was one before that as well. Can't remember it anyway. But yeah, uh, best luck to um, 
Danny Birch and getting back to full fitness and hopefully we'll see him back in an NXT ring soon. Um, let's move on to another tag team and a legendary tag team who doesn't, who won't be back together in the near future, but they're hinting that they might be. Aye, so there was a weird one a couple of weeks ago where um, Jeff Hardy actually done an interview and spoke about how he likes watching AEW, said that there's something there that WWE doesn't have. Sure, we covered it on the show a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and was kind of praising AEW. Well, <laughs> now uh, a fan has actually sparked a reaction for, for Matt Hardy, uh, saying, I feel like WWE don't appreciate Jeff Hardy as much as they should. And that fan got a wee, uh, a wee response that said, um, I miss working together with my brother. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Obviously, the kind of thing, it could just be a throwaway remark. And not a throwaway remark, because it is something that I guess he does truly feel, um, you, you know, They've spent their career together. <laughs> They've never been apart too much. So um, so interesting that he said it following Jeff Hardy's comments. But as far as I know, Jeff Hardy has tied up on a... I believe he signed a new contract. Um, it was never really revealed what that new contract was, but that came at a time when there was speculation that he was getting a load of time tacked onto his old contract. So I think he's tied up for another couple of years at least, but I'm not too sure on the actual length of it. But aye, who knows? Yeah, well, I don't know. Are we going to see the Hardys ever again as a tag team? Aye, they're going to be gone for at least another 10 years. You'd have to think so. Ah, well. Big money, Matt, for no reason. The man <laughs> will milk it. The man that, will keep that going. Is true. And uh, other news is it appears we've kind of wondered where Charlotte has been on television for the last couple of weeks, and Rick Flair appears to have confirmed that on a bit of a tweet. Aye, so we had a lot of speculation about Charlotte over the last week because she just disappeared for the WrestleMania poster, hasn't been on Raw. Um, I'd actually been told before Raw last week that she wasn't going to be there, and I had been told it was related to COVID, um, same with Triple H, but wasn't told what the specifics of that were. Didn't ask, because it's not the kind of thing I'll report. I always say that COVID news should come for somebody that's, you know, either the person that has it or the company they work for. So completely disregarded that but then when I seen the Wrestlemania thing I was like hmm still a couple of weeks off you know Wrestlemania still you know maybe a a long time away in in comparison to the time you'd be off TV with COVID you know in in any way that's me disregarding the seriousness (laughs) how it can be Um, but I was like it's the kind of thing surely they'd spend more time on before taking Charlotte off the poster then Andrade's release came and everybody started saying oh uh, Charlotte Flair's doing an anonymous post for 4chan, which is the great source of any bit of news, um, emerged that said that Charlotte Flair was the reason that Andrade got to leave because she said, I'm not going to compete at WrestleMania, not this and that, which obviously is untrue. Um, but it was confirmed before Raw, Charlotte Flair is you know, positive for COVID. They actually, again, surprisingly, only the second time they've mentioned COVID on WWE TV, Rhea Ripley said Charlotte had COVID during her promo. Um, so that was quite interesting. Seemed like they were kind of firing the point home that Charlotte's not going to be at WrestleMania. You've got to think that a match was planned with Charlotte Flair and Asuka because it was the way they were going. Or actually, a match was planned with Charlotte Flair and, and uh, Lacey Evans, but that got disrupted. So I would have to think now personally that Charlotte Flair, you know, they're mentioning she's not going to be there. Does Rhea Ripley win? And then Charlotte Flair comes in and challenges her for, for the second night even, or maybe the, yeah. you know, the next pay-per-view. But Ric Flair, adding fire to the flames, um, 
Andrade had tweeted saying she's got four days left before she can return. And then Ric Flair uh, <laughs> tweeted that WrestleMania will not be the same without the Queen. So, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> N- never know the truth on this one. Either it's all a big work. Well, I wouldn't say the COVID's a work. Everything apart from the COVID's a work. Um, either that's the case. Or maybe she's not going to be at WrestleMania. And, you know, all you can kind of do is say that hopefully she recovers soon uh, because we kind of need to take into account how serious it, it can actually be. We are booking her in different matches when she could be actually struggling with us. So I hopefully she gets better. Yeah, so, fingers crossed here at WrestleMania. Uh, certainly could do with her on the card. Um, and that is it for the news this week. Thank you, Gary. Cheers. Ah, the sun is shining and we're back on Fantasy Booking Island after about three weeks or about a month ago. And I can't even remember what we booked. Can you remember what we booked and who was going to be the winner? Can you remember, I remember what we booked. It was Yoko Zuna. Hey, well done, well done. <laughs> uh, we're back on there with the results of who booked Yoko Zuna better in the Attitude Era. Um, Gary, you went for creating a Japanese sort of faction. Um, Alex, you said that it should be managing Kai and Tai which I thought was a great shout. Um, I was going down the, the angle of the cut angle of uh, the the best wrestling having like obviously professional wrestling versus sumo wrestling and that sort of idea and uh, we've got the results in, drum roll please with 60% of the vote Winning this week's Fancy Booking Island, or this month's Fancy Booking Island, I should say, it is Mr. Gary Casty and his Japanese faction. So well done, Gary. Congratulations. Take the W. Um, we've got um, a wee bit of a streak going in there. Yeah, on the street. It is a good well, yeah, Alex will be beeling because ever since <laughs> Alex has said we need time on this, I don't think he's won one yet. Such is life. Such is life. There you go. Right, so I'm going to give you a nice easy one. We put this ball in the box, uh, and it'll be in two weeks' time, which will be our go home show for WrestleMania, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So here is the booking for WrestleMania week. Ties in with the event. Thank you very much to Milne on Patreon for giving us this one. You've simply got to book the Fiend versus Orton match at Mania. <sighs> Okay. So, okay with that. So we will be back with that booking in two weeks' time. Two weeks, Alex, you've got to book this match. Is that enough time? Maybe, it depends. I will get my scripts out now. Right, you get that. quill and prepare, because that's, that's how these things are written, you know, quills and ink. Yes, absolutely, and they're not just booked on the fly, as me and Gary tend to do every <laughs> single week. Uh, so, yeah, The Fiend versus Orton at Mania, two weeks' time, back here on Fantasy Booking Island. And next week, we will be speaking, or Gary will be speaking, lucky guy that he was, to Mr. Shawn Michaels instead of Fantasy Booking Island. So, uh, listen out next week for the interview with Shawn Michaels. So uh, that's it for this week's Mark Show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, remember, please rate, review, subscribe to Wrestling Daft on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a nice wee review. It gives our egos a wee boost every week when we read them. Um, Rab and Gradle back on the main show this Friday. Uh, list of Wrestling Daft. This is an interesting one. The most underrated wrestler currently or currently most underrated wrestler 
Thoughts off the top of the head, who's underrated? Now, this is the kind of question that we jump to Cesaro, but I don't think Cesaro is underrated because I was going to say, I'm, I'm, not having, I'm not having a Cesaro argument yeah. because everybody, apart from the people that are putting belts on people, <laughs> rate him. So it depends what you count as, you know, that's he's more underutilized than underrated. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for him. I'd me, I would actually go for somebody like a Dana Brooke. I don't think yes. she gets enough credit for how good That's she is in the ring, shout. so I, I would I would go for a Dana Brooke. Um, that'd probably be my shout. Or even, you know, in the in the AEW side of things, again, you would say a Britt Baker, but people rate her, <laughs> so, yeah. so you can't yeah. really uh, you can't really on the AEW really side. I'd say my good friend Andy Williams and the Butcher and the Blade. I think they've you'd been be. a tremendously solid tag team, and they've been consistently featured on television. I mean, they've never really won any big matches, but they're great. Yep, I would definitely agree with that, and I think it's bad that they've not had a title. Well, I think they've had opportunities, but they've not had a title run. I know it's just that <laughs> circumstance. But I would, uh, in AEW, I would say Serpentico. Uh, I'm a massive Mark. Oh, we know you. Yeah. I, just think, we know I like the way that it's just turning into us reciting our favourites who haven't won a yeah. belt. And I would say Dexter, I would say Dexter <laughs> Loomis. I think he's really underrated as a wrestler. I don't think people, you just see the character, but no one people look at the character. Yeah. But... <laughs> Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. There we go. Uh, so uh, that, we'll be doing that on the list of wrestling daft. Uh, we'll be looking for your themes for Grado to sing. Uh, and we're going to bring the pun in back this week because we've not done it in about a month. So, so, food wrestlers is this week's topic. Food. Done that before, have you not? Have we done? No, we've done uh, Indian. You know what John's away. like? He loves to go back to the well. No, 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 no. We've done Indian takeaways. Take- bands next week. Yeah, we've done <laughs> Indian takeaways. We've done Chinese takeaways. We haven't actually done food as a general category before. So, food wrestlers. Two of. It's, it's weird that you went. Normally, normally you start off with a very generalistic category and then you specialise, but you've specialised and then moved into <laughs> a more generalistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just. Uh, I, so we'll do, we'll do food wrestlers next this week uh, on the pun in return and I'll no doubt get slagged off Rab and Grado in very much the way that you guys have just uh, buried me there as well so um, yeah that'll be on the main show uh, Wrestling Road Stories always our favourite part remember we're still on a, a no come uh, ban so we've got two weeks to, to, to run out on the no come ban so uh, keep them clean Rab and Grado are getting to the point that they're worried they're going to get cancelled so please for the sake of their careers going forward just try, try and be nice. Try and be nice. Pop the boys. Also remember that this is a fan-funded show, so the only people that are going to cancel are you. Yes, well, that's it. So, so I mean, pop the boys, but don't get them cancelled. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, thank you very much for listening, Gary. Uh, what you got on this week? Have you got any more wrestling chat? No, absolutely. Hee haw. My um, my second chat with John Moxley is currently getting. Um, getting everything taken out of it for uh, BBC and then getting stuff added. So that is going to be available probably in a couple of weeks' time, depending on <laughs> depending on when the BBC see fit to chuck it out. What Scottish um, things do you talk to John Moxley about? Oh, oh, so so uh, I kind of accepted that he's the kind of guy that probably isn't going to give me a lot of stories about him going to see the sites and all that uh, kind of thing. And he didn't. He? He, he gave me some nice stuff about how difficult travelling is and how, you know, seeing the world out the window of a bus was good. But I knew I wasn't going to get... Yeah, yeah. The BBC... Have you worn a kilt? Have you tried Iron Brew? Have you tried Haggis? I went for the the opposite end of the scale on that one. So um, I said to him, you're the master of cutting a promo and AEW are going to come to Scotland in the future as you were planning beforehand. 
can uh, offer you some tips for uh, cutting a promo in Scotland and got him to guess what uh, Scottish phrases like away and bow your head mean. Um, so, I, uh, <laughs> so I just rhymed off a few famous Scottish phrases or insults and got him to guess what they were. So, ah, that's good. That's good. Ah, Tell him yeah. not to pronounce Glasgow as Glasgow, as every wrestler does. <laughs> Glas- welcome to El Glasgow. Seth Rollins was the worst at it. This is the problem. They've all just they they just watched the Anthony Bourdain episode of Parts Parts Unknown. What was the Anthony Bourdain show called again? And he just calls it Glasgow. I think it, I think it was Parts Unknown. Me. I might be wrong though. I think it was Parts Unknown. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mr. Bourdain. Uh, Rest in peace. <laughs> Alex, anything from you? No, just rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Man was a legend. <laughs> rest, rest Glasgow in... had a great time. Respect. And pray, pray for Alex's teeth. Um, and that, that is pretty much it. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft March. Remember, get more content from this show, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. You can see the video version, you can see our ugly mugs, and you can see the beautiful faces of Rico and Bronze Cello uh, on there. Uh, you can get Spreadshirt, you can go there and you can get merch, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Pick up all manner of t shirts and apparel. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.